Welcome to After the Checkered, your weekly Formula One podcast. Josh, did you know uh, I was doing some research reading this weekend about uh, our champion this year? Did you know uh, Max's uncle, Hank, used to drive a taxi in, in Brussels? No, I did not know that. And I yeah, also feel like this is a joke. Hank's first stopping. <laughs> I mean, for the last race of the year, that was probably one of your ultimate dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> that was well, I, you good. know, I had to hit had to hit it with with the champion, had to bring a little little bring a little theme to it. Bring a little heat to it. Um mm-hmm. I, you know, we we can jump right into the beers in the podcast, but were you just drinking out of a Game of Thrones cup? Yeah, this is one of the uh Omagong did this when they brought out in the middle of the height of Game of Thrones, they brought out their game. They had a bunch of Game of Thrones stout or stouts, not even stouts. I should say they're actually like, they were just specialty beers, but they had one that was amazing called a take the black stout. And it was phenomenal stout. And they sold it in a set that came with with this Game of Thrones glass. I, and I, I have two of them. I had no idea they did that. I know they did like some Game of Thrones scotches, which I got a few of them. Only one of them was was good, yep. Um, yep. but I'm not a big scotch person. But yeah, I, I had no idea they did the beers. I wish I would have known that. Yeah, it was. I'm, I don't think that they did it every season. I know that they did it like the first probably six seasons. And the only one that was really good was the Take the Black Stout. They had a couple others that were not too bad. I can't remember them off the top of my head, what they were called, but... Yeah, I mean, it was like I said. I've I've sought out that take the black stout several times because it was it was very good. Yeah, I'll have to look into that, but I I would imagine that they probably don't make it anymore, and it's probably pretty hard to find. That's my guess. Yeah, and usually if it's been that long ago, I doubt that's still good anyway. No, yeah, that's that's also my guess is that it would be bad by this point, but you never know. I know that yeah. they did it. They did re-release it into smaller bottles at one point. That was the last time I had it. It was in they had it in like a twelve ounce bottle as opposed to the big, uh, the big pint bottles. But gotcha. Yeah. Well, what what beer do you have in your in your Game of Thrones glass? I am drinking Forehand Citywide Stout. Oh, Citywide. we've talked about that, yeah. and I haven't had a chance to try it yet. How is it? It it is it's good. It is not real thick and heavy like a typical stout. It's more almost like a porter. Okay. Um. So as far as like a drinkable stout, you know, it's more towards the line of Guinness than it is towards a, you know, one of your sort of specialty stouts that you'll get that's got a lot of uh, body and flavor to it. It's, it's good. Yeah. Well, porters typically are like the beer of winter, you know, stouts are they kind are. of fall, early winter porters are the winter beer. Um, so, so what you're saying though, due to its drinkability, we won't see Wags drinking it post game, post hockey uh, Honestly, game. you know what? I, <laughs> actually, I think we could. I oh. think we very well could like this screams wags post game beer to me. Okay. Okay. Well, cause you know, last week he showed up and he even asked if it was going to make it on the podcast. He showed up, showed up drinking a pumpkin beer out of a bottle <laughs> in the parking lot. I mean, the guy's like, does anybody have a bottle opener? I'm like, no, we we've never done bottled beer here ever. Yeah. Nobody drinks bottled beer after, after a game. No, you know what? I actually might bring him one of these next game and just, okay. you know, let, cause I think that he would enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. I have to try to remember that. Just going to gravitate towards it and grab it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I am not having a beer on the podcast, as you can probably tell from the sound of my voice. I've been a little under the weather all week. Um, so I'm actually having like a honey ginger tea right now, trying to 
trying to get the voice back. Yeah. I, I'm thinking though to to kick this this cough and whatever I have, I need I need to throw a little whiskey in here in a minute. Oh, absolutely. You need you drop a little whiskey in that honey ginger tea. It'll be it'll it'll really cap it off. You know, that'll yeah, be like, good for you. You know, back when you were around 40, 50 years old during prohibition, you know, that was what they prescribed for cough medicine. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, my parents didn't have that's we didn't even they didn't even have, you know, like medicine was not really invented yet for babies. So they just, you know, would just give you little bits of whiskey. Yeah. Makes sense. Helps you sleep at yeah. night, right? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you gotta do something. When, yeah, you know, when they're crying, you gotta do something. Absolutely. All right. Well, this this past weekend we saw the last race of the season. It, it it's been a long season. It's been a very long season. I was just looking I was just looking at our episode total. This is going to be episode 40 for our our what we're going to call season wow. 2. So uh yeah, it's it's been long. But it's been fun though. It has been a it's been a the podcast has been a lot of fun. Um I don't know that I would say the season has been a ton of well, fun. Yeah. We won't talk about that all right now. We'll get into that sort of we've talked about we're going to have a season recap uh episode. Yeah, I think we're going to do that in the next coming weeks. Uh, I, selfishly, I wanted to wait until I was feeling better, um, just because I think it's going to be a little bit longer. Oh, that's and, uh, be a long one. Yeah, and uh, I, I told you on our little pre uh, pre show meeting that I don't know how long my voice is going to last. So I, I selfishly asked you to to push that one out. So we're going to do that in the next week or so. Uh, I think that's a good idea. You know, we can crack open some good some good beers for that one. Maybe I'll bring out some of the Abraxas variants or something, and we'll, okay. Okay. we'll go to town. Yeah, sounds good. Um, maybe I'll take the day off work the next day. That might be a good idea. <laughs> I might do the same. You know, before the you race know? weekend started, though, uh, getting back to racing, I realized that this will be the last race for the Alpha Tori team under that name. It will be. Yeah, no yeah. more. They will no longer be Alpha Tori after this season. I know. Do we know what they're going to yet? We don't know, do they? Uh, I saw they like a else? rumor that somebody said that they're, they're exploring the name of like Racing Bulls or something like that. I don't know. I think that would be uh, terrible. Like just stick to Alpha Tori if it's Racing Bulls, that'd be dumb. Right. Um, they can do better. Or go back to yeah, or go back to like Toro Rosso or something. I mean, yeah, it'll be something goofy. Yeah, but you know, with the way that Red Bull spends uh, towards their cost cap, they probably have no uh, R and D for marketing on figuring out a good name there. Sure. Yeah, well, no, I mean, Red Bull gets to use two teams worth of marketing or two teams worth of uh, cost cap, basically. And they, they, can and they still went over last year. They yeah. still went over still last went year. Still went over. Well, anyway, all right, so let's jump right into qualifying. Um, I will preface everything with this. This weekend wasn't all that exciting. Um, there was bits and pieces to it. Um, practice, we'll, we'll say even practice before qualifying. We talked about it last week. Science did wreck, and I think that had a very large impact on his performance all weekend and jumping right into it he was out in q1 so i think we're yeah. seeing and i think this even goes back to the vegas race is having an impact on his car and his performance i i totally agree he was yeah wrecked in fp2 just the car looked slow it looked just off something looked off and i mean even down to their strategy which you know with the strategy Ferrari's was off issues too. With strategy yes ferrari's had issues with strategy you know for a long time but the, yeah the, the car just looked off it was very slow i mean out in q1 and he really wasn't even that close i mean you know really he was he was 15th and he got knocked out down to 16th but he never really was you know challenging it's not like something happened he just was slow 
Yeah, it just it just wasn't his weekend, and it's a shame because because science. I mean, he delivered some exciting moments to the season, and obviously, I think what a lot of fans would call their favorite moment is when he won won a race this year. Yeah. So it's just the disappointing. Only, yeah. Disappointing the to only, see his last race kind of go out like this. Absolutely, he was the only non Red Bull driver to win a race this year, and I totally agree. It was very disappointing to see him see it end this way. You know. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's the end of the season. I think I kind of feel like they, I feel like the team after Vegas kind of mailed it in. They realized like, Hey, we don't need to be, you know, there's, there's not a lot to be gained here. I mean, they, I, I, I was really disappointed because he could have had, they, he could have really helped Ferrari win the, you know, win the constructors, which would have been nice, but, or I shouldn't say win the constructors, win second, the constructors. We all know that Max won that on his own. Right. And, um, you know, and, and even bringing that up, uh, you know, Hamilton didn't have the best weekend, so he kind of opened the door to let Ferrari come in and, and bridge that gap. But, you know, Russell and Leclerc both had strong weekends and we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. But, yeah, just disappointing that even with, you know, Lewis's semi struggles that that Ferrari couldn't put something together to, to maybe make it a little bit more exciting. But um, speaking of Sir Lewis Hamilton, he was knocked out in Q2, so he didn't mm-hmm. have the strongest qualifying either. Um no, then I think that's another instance of just the car's been not been strong all season. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Strong enough, I should say. But now, yeah, now one disappointing for him. One driver I do want to talk about, Yuki Sonoda makes it into Q three. He had a really good qualifying. Yeah. He um, had a great qualifying. Yeah. 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 I was happy to see him do well and he ended up having a pretty decent race too. He did, yeah. Start six. I mean, he he would have started seventh, um, but Checo had a time deleted in Q3. We're jumping yeah. ahead to Q3 now uh, for track limits. But, yeah, I mean, he looked decent all, all weekend. He was right sure. there. About all you could ask for from a, right. I will, I'll call it Tier 2 team. Um, maybe it's Tier 3. Tier one's Red Bull. Tier 2 is your Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren. And then Tier 3 is kind of the rest of the pack. Yeah. Um, Those backup teams, sure. Yeah, uh, but in Q3, though, I don't know if you saw, uh, Lando Norris was really sending it, and he he held a pretty significant drift through one of the turns. It was impressive. He did. He I did. thought he was going to lose it. Gonna, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. I thought he was going to lose it, too. And and I, it, you know, I, I thought, and it, when I was watching the lap, too, I thought, I wonder how much that speed that scrubbed off, actually. Because, I mean, he, he didn't really look like he bobbled the car. Usually when you see a driver do something like that, They'll sort of bobble the car, or they'll take they'll slow, they'll slow down on the lap, and obviously he had to slow down a little bit to get it under control. But I mean, he appeared to still be sending it after that. He controlled the car very well. It looked like a Formula Drift car. Um, it really with, did with, with the way he handled it. But yeah, it did take some some speed off of him, and it ultimately hurt him uh, in his qualifying. But um, you know, sure. good for him. He, he he kept it going. Yeah, sure did. All right, you mentioned that uh, Checo had a great qualifying time at the end but he exceeded track limits so that was disqualified dropped him back to, to ninth yep. um max takes the pole Leclerc in second oscar piastri in third the weird That's- thing for me about i just want to say this about q3 was that you know charles starts second but his initial lap his you know they they'll run through q3 you always see him run two laps his initial lap he was ninth and it looked he was like a second and a half off the pace usually you tend to see you know they'll come out at the beginning of q3 run one initial lap and then they'll then everybody kind of comes in 
maybe change their tires and they'll run another one. You, and, but, but they, you tend to have the times all be around about what you're seeing in, in that first run of Q3. And I don't know, I didn't see if he bobbled. I wasn't watching his in-car at that time. I was just watching the like general feed. It was surprising to see a car jump from ninth to second like that. I, I, because I, I thought, oh, you know, here we go. Ferrari's just going to have an awful weekend. And they don't. Yeah. Leclerc, he kind of saved it. He was, and like we talked about, that I think if Ferrari could have put something together with science, they could have had a real push given Mercedes struggles to take that second spot, which, like we've talked about, it, that's, that's a lot of change in their pocket if they can jump up to second. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Leclerc looked good. He looked good all weekend as well. He did. Um, that's really all I had on qualifying. Anything else you want to go over on, on qualifying? Nope. Okay. Now let's jump over to the race. Let's move over to the race day. And my first note that I have on the race is a shockingly clean start. So, I mean, everybody was very clean. No big wrecks. Now, I was a little disappointed because I was hoping that Leclerc starting second would return the favor to Max and push him off and, and turn one. And he didn't. Um I know that's petty, and I know it like would have ultimately hurt Leclerc, but I was just really hoping that he's like, last race of the season, this doesn't matter. I'm, I'm giving it right back to him. Right, send it. No, he, uh, I was actually, that's 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 funny you said that, because in my notes that I take when I watch the races, I was like, shocking or surprisingly clean first lap. Um, you know, it, it was kind of funny. I actually, and I feel like every time I write my notes, you know, how many times we've seen Max and Charles start in the front row, like, in my notes, I was just kind of write like, you know, Max gets away clean, Charles pressures, which is what I feel like I write every single race, or at least the last few races. But that's what happened. The, the It was a super exciting first lap. The first it lap was. was really, Charles was pushing him. He made a couple of really good attempts to get around him, at, but he also raced him clean. He did well, not, you know, didn't push him, didn't have to sort of, he, you know, race him dirty there. He also did briefly overtake the lead. I mean, granted, it was for like a half a yeah. second, but he made a great yeah. move and, you know, Max's car was a little bit stronger and, and passed him right away. But, I mean, it was a great move to take the lead for a brief second. Right, yeah. And, you know, just going back through the field, there was no, yeah, like you just said, I mean, we 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 typically see, you know, something down the grid, you know, a wreck or, you know, somebody going off a red flag or, or you know, a safety car, something. We didn't have that. It was, it was refreshing. Yeah, it was refreshing. And that was kind of the trend all race. I mean, when you look at the end of the race, there wasn't a single retired car. Um, that's shocking. Uh, yeah, well, science, science ended up retiring, but well, he finished but, 18th. But yeah. yeah, he ended up he retiring. But yeah, but he finished in the pits. It, But it wasn't for right. like a like a wreck or he didn't have like a it was he retired on the last lap or whatever it was the second to last yeah, he lap did. that he, he went did. in the pits and didn't come back out and i think that was part of the lapse in their strategy but that's jumping up way ahead yeah there was ahead. a there was an interesting battle between and i'm kind of jumping through the race here between max or um hamilton and alonzo where did you see that alonzo kind of brake checked him to try to get him to pass him so that alonzo could get drs to try to like leapfrog him and, and make a pass he later did. on yeah I did see that. Yeah, that he he played the DRS game and that he he let him right by just at the at the um, DRS detection line, so that Alonzo going down that next straight could get DRS so that he could just fly away from from Hamilton. Yeah, and yeah, I mean Lewis comes on the radio complaining about it. Alonzo didn't really say anything. I mean he didn't get a penalty for it. So no, I I think Hamilton was just like a little thrown off that he got like brake checked. 
Yeah, and especially where where were they at when they were battling? Were they at sixth and seventh or seventh? Yeah, and eighth they and... were. Yeah, they were right around. I, there. I think I think Hamilton was just kind of like, "What are you doing here? Like, we're neither of us are going to contend for for second or third or first in this. So, what are you doing?" Right. Um, there was another instance though. I don't know which car it was in front of Lewis where they locked it up and he ran into him and had some front wing damage. Yeah, and they, they locked it up early, and I think that caught Lewis off guard. Like, why are you breaking this early? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, that surprised me too, though, that, that Lewis ran into them. You know, like, that's one of those where you think he's never going to do that. This is a world champion. This is a six-time world champion. Or seven-time, excuse me, seven-time world champion. He's, he's But, yeah, I mean, he's just had a kind of an off-season. Yeah, that was towards like the middle, middle to end of the race. Maybe he was just like, whatever, let's get this over with. <laughs> let's yeah. get this race yeah, done. What, was, what are we doing here? Right. Yeah, there was, you know, we had uh, early on, there was some good racing between uh, Russell and the two McLarens. He gets by Piastri on track, and then it was unfortunate. They, um, Norris had a really bad pit stop, which caused, which allowed Russell to get by him. That was uncharacteristic of the McLaren team this year. They've been yeah, pretty think, good in the pits. I think they have the two best pit stops on the year, and they had a really bad one, and Mercedes had a really good pit stop, and they were able to get G. Ross out in front of him. Yep. Yeah, and he, and he stayed out in front of him multiply. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the McLarens look strong, though. They, they had a good weekend. They did, yeah. Battling up around the top, you know, up around the top five, in the top five all season. I mean, or all year, all race. And, you know, they've had, I feel like they kind of lost some momentum for a while. It felt like they were the team that was really up and coming. They were going to move into, uh, you know, maybe be that second team that was going to finish, you know, second, third, or third, fourth, every race or, or right around there. Some teams kind of seem to have caught them or moved along with them, you know, but maybe it was just some tracks suited them better than other ones. But well, remember they had a historically bad start to the season. Oh, and I really think awful. that it, yeah. if they could have done half of what they did at the end of the year at the beginning, I really think that they would have been in second or contesting for second because Mercedes had a pretty poor last couple of races of the year, they couldn't put two cars out on this. Like we, they were kind of what we were seeing Ferrari doing is that one car would be really good. And the other one would be really poor. And, right. you know, I think if McLaren could have just figured this out earlier and had a little bit stronger start to the year, they may have been battling or even holding that second spot right now. I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure they would have, but that could be said too for Ferrari. And, and ultimately if, you know, it, it should have, would have, could have, because if, Mercedes would have just put it together at the end of the year with both cars. They would have been clear in number two with, with no, no question. Right. Um, anything else from the race you want to talk about? Like I said, not uh, a lot of notes race. Wasn't all that exciting. No, it wasn't. It had some exciting moments kind of for the, you know, for the constructors for the fourth place, you know, there was that incident incident between Checo and Lando where they touch going into one of the turns and you see, and really, I think it was, Checo got a penalty, got a five-second penalty, which I think was warranted. He didn't really – he seemed to kind of cut the corner wide. He came a little wider on the corner to try to push Lando. Agreed. He didn't, he didn't go wide, but it's one of those things as a driver that you know, like, you know what you're doing. He got the penalty, and as such, so he gets he gets a penalty, comes in. I think he, he come in and changes tires. He was working, up his, working his way through the field, and – Leclerc is on the radio because he knows that if Checo can get by Russell, that would give Ferrari second place in the constructors. 
And so he's, and he, he, I was at that time I was watching Leclerc's in car and he said, give me the time, every, give me every lap, give me the time from uh, Checo to Russell. And what ended up happening, Checo had a five second penalty. It was just five seconds added on to the end of his race. He let Checo buy him, slow down to let him buy him. And I don't know that he was going to try to, he, he just didn't have enough time. We were, we were texting during the race. Yeah. He kind of, um, he tried to, I don't know if he was trying to back Russell up or if he was, you know, if, if he even attempted that, just let Checo go by him so that Checo had enough time on Russell to where he could push, so to where Checo could finish on the podium and Russell would finish fourth, which would ultimately give Ferrari second place. Didn't work out. I think it was, pretty, it was close. It was in a couple seconds, but didn't work out. Ultimately, Checo finishes fourth after the penalty. Leclerc second. Um, Russell third. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think really though, just given how science was driving and his performance, that was a last ditch effort by Leclerc and Ferrari to try to, to try to take that, uh, second place in the constructors championship. And yeah, I just, they ran out of time with it. If it would have happened earlier in the race, I think it could have, it could have happened. Um, yeah, I, I just think that they, they ran out of time. They ran out of laps. And uh, I mean, it was a it was a good effort and, and good on Leclerc to recognize it and try to put a strategy in place. But you and I were texting about that, though, is that if Ferrari could have just managed sciences strategy a little bit better, because when he ultimately retired, they had to bring him in to change his tires to put on a different compound to so, avoid a penalty. Right. So and I don't understand what I didn't understand was. Everybody had everyone had heard the the the, the, the tire strategy. Everybody knew what the tire strategy was going to be. You start on mediums and you go hard, hard, or you start on hards and you go medium, hard. I, I, I don't really know why they did what they did. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me as to why they would go start on hards, bring them in. My, I mean, I understand he finished far, but you know he started pretty far back in the pack. Maybe they're trying to jump some jump some cars in the pits with a different strategy. They try to mix it up, but you, you, that first stop has got to be the one where you change compounds Yep. because doing what he did, I mean, there's no way that he's going to have in that amount, in that short amount of time that he's going to be able to catch him. Anybody. There's just no way. It just doesn't make any sense. Agree. And I think that strategy ultimately kind of cost them second place in the, in the uh, constructors championship. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the only thing I'll say is that I don't know. I don't know that signs would have been in ninth place if it wouldn't have been for that strategy. That's true. Honestly. I mean, cause he ran out pretty far in that first stop. And if he goes on mediums, then, then he has to come back in again, most likely. And the only reason he was really in ninth is because of the, you know, the fact that he had ran hards, ran long, hards, ran long again, so he probably wouldn't have been in the points anyways because the car was kind of slow. They just were sort of, I think that they were trying to steal one, you know, Hey, maybe we can get lucky, get a safety car. That's honestly, that's my opinion of what they were trying to do. We that need a safety sense. car, get a virtual safety car. We'll come and throw, throw softs on and then he can go. And it didn't work out, you know? Yeah. That, that actually makes sense. And yeah, unfortunately it didn't work out for them. Nope. Um, Max ends up winning the race. Uh, like you said, Checo in second, Leclerc in third, but Checo gets that five second penalty. So it drops him back to fourth, which puts Leclerc in second and then uh, G Russ in third. Yeah. I mean, Max was not even really touched. Did well, I think, I think he finished like 16 seconds ahead of Checo. 
before Checo's yeah. penalty. It was outrageous. It was one of those races where like you barely saw him after yeah. the first few laps and after his pit stop, which tells you like how how dominant he was and, and how dominant that car was. I did see at the end of the race, Leclerc asked to do donuts and they told him no. He has to do burnout. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they were let like, him do no. some donuts. I mean, you know, I I would say do donuts if you finish second. If you gain something from the race, I do kind of agree. Like it's a weird look that you're if you want to do burnouts when you haven't, you know, you didn't really do anything this season, you know. See, you didn't I don't do know. anything it's, this race, I should you're, say. You're you're kicking off or you're you're kind of sending off the season, do some donuts. Like, what's the matter? That car's not gonna be used next year. Well, yeah, it might maybe, I mean, it might be it might be used by Haas. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what'd be cool is just let everybody do burnouts. You know what I mean? Let yeah. all the cars get get in some area along the you know along the front stretch or wherever. Just let, or let them go anywhere on the track. Just do uh, everybody just go do burnouts. Everybody Burn pick a corner track. in front of the, in front of the fans yeah. and and do some dirt, uh, burnouts, do some donuts, do something. I yeah, agree. I like and, that. And I I think that'd be super cool. I think that'd be really fun for the you know for the for the fans there. I mean I don't, I don't remember. I don't really pay attention to how many fans were there. I assume it was well attended. But yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you know, I why agree. Not let him do it. Um, moving on to some other drivers, we talked about Yuki having a a decent weekend and uh, you know for him a solid weekend. He finishes eighth. Um, I think that's really impressive for Yuki. I mean, he started it, sixth and, and finishing you know in that in that racing bull car. I you know what it doesn't it doesn't work racing bull. They got to find a different name. Can't be racing bulls. No, it can't be racing bulls. <laughs> Um, I anyway. mean, yeah, they got to find something. But he, yeah, I mean, he, he had a good weekend. I, I think Russell had a pretty good race too. He had a, considering what his teammate also did. Yeah, I think he had a pretty good, pretty good race. So, who's your driver of the weekend or driver of the day? You know, I made a couple notes on a couple different guys. Checo obviously did what Checo has done basically all season. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw, and we'll talk about this next week or whenever we do our season recap, but he passed the most drivers. I think he, he was plus 102 or something like that. He and, just likes driving by and waving to his buddies. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I'm just going to give it to the guy who probably deserved it, which is Max. I mean, when you have a race where they don't really talk about you and you're not shown very much. And you still win. You're, and, you're, and you win by a very large margin. That's why. So I, I will say my driver of the day was Max because I think Max, I mean, dude wins his nineteenth Grand Prix of the year, just dominant. You know? Yeah, and I and I think I saw too with that race he led over a thousand laps this season. So, yes, yeah, yes, I did. I had the same thing. I had Max and uh, as my driver of the day, just like basically the same reasons. It was a dominant victory, caps off a record breaking season for him. So I gave him my driver of the day. Um, my forgettable driver of the day was science. Yeah, that's, that's an obvious. easy one. Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, I think the the funny thing is, you know, you talk about. I, I hope that everybody appreciates the only th the the thing you can really appreciate with this season is this was the most dominant season an F one driver has ever had. Oh yeah, I, I mean, flat out, just the most dominant season the, the drivers had. My my sort of forgettable drive is not forgettable. It's 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 Hamilton. It's Lewis Hamilton. The fact that he, you know, like you said, he had that collision. He had um, which was a slight collision, but he still still happened. And then he had the the issue, the thing there with Alonso. Like you got to be on top of that. You got to you got to be looking for something like that. Stick behind him. 
Don't right. Don't get brake checked in a down a street. You know, pay attention to what's going on. Which I mean, I, I'm not faulting him. Who would expect some you know a team to be doing that there? But but I also look at and the only thing that's the one thing about Formula One that you can do is you can compare teammates to teammates and you can say that you know Russell got quite a bit out of his car and Hamilton wasn't. Well, I, by that logic, though, then Leclerc finishing second and Sainz being the only driver not to finish would, uh, yeah, would put but, him in the in the well forgettable driver of the day. So yeah, and I, and I they're both I valid arguments, that. both valid no, candidates. I wrote down Sainz. I wrote with I went with Lewis Morse just to be you know just to be different to have a different sure. guy from you. But I think um, Sainz is the easy one, and I think Sainz if Sainz doesn't crash in FP two. It's maybe is a different he, story. Is he still the forgettable driver of the day? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Um, anything else about the race you want to talk about? No, no, not really. You know, I mean, just end of the season, end of a very long season. We started this what back in March. It's yeah, it's it's, April? It's, it's it's been a while. Um, so there is an informal tradition after the season that all the drivers get together and the winning driver who wins the driver's championship usually foots the bill. So the drivers went out to dinner, um, but guess who was not present? Yeah. Old, Max Verstappen. Old, old Maximilian. So I don't know why he wasn't there. He may have had something come up. Who knows? But uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton steps up, organizes the dinner and foots the bill. Just a classy move. Class, just class all around, man. You know, I we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. I don't, I kind of think, you know, Max seems like a little bit of a spoiled brat to me. <laughs> you don't you know, say. It's, it's funny that I, because I feel like I kind of said this about Lewis too, but I, at times, you know, but yeah, I just kind of feel like, you know, if this is a tradition that's been going on for years and you win a championship and you win it by that considerable margin to the point where like, you know, you had, the season was over. What did, what did I tell you? I, I think I saw that Max could have stopped racing after the summer break. Yeah. And he still would have won the, won the title by one point, which means if you, and, and that's, if you would have redistributed all of the points to, to the drivers where they had, where they stood. So, which means that he basically won the championship twice. Sure. Yeah, he won it. He won it in the first half of the season, and then again in the second half of the season, which is just insane to think about. Um, when you have a season like that, and you don't go make it to, you know, go make it to the to the post season dinner, like, come on, man. Yeah, come and on, man. like I said, I don't, I don't know if he had something come up or what was going on, or if something came up in his personal life. I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to shift the focus to that. You know, Hamilton steps up when the the driver is absent and foots the bill organizes it but you know to that point though max if you know you can't make it like when they did the dinner like you are the the champ you should say hey guys you know can't make it let, let's do it uh a week later you know let's right let's meet up and you know we all know they have the resources at hand to all make the dinner so um he he definitely could have made it work i think yep he absolutely could have absolutely could have all right, well, let's let's continue on the positivity train here. Let's talk about uh, one of our favorite drivers, Valtteri Bottas, and the calendar shoot that he did. <laughs> let me let me say something. Did you see the name for this calendar, by the way? Yes. Oh yeah the it's the bot the Bottas calendar. Amazing. B o t t a s s. 
I tried to buy one of these because I was like, this would be the greatest. I bet you, gift. I bet you did. Listen, it was for you. I was going to buy it for you. <laughs> that's what they all say. You know, that's what they all say. And why did you buy um, two? And why was one autographed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's sticking together. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you, you couldn't get them. They sold out so fast. Like, I think I saw that they did like a hundred thousand of them. They sold out within like minutes. I just thought it'd be hilarious to, you know, give somebody a, oh, a yeah. Christmas gift of, of somebody, some dude, some naked dude. And like, it was shot in the U S by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. he Yeah. In, in Colorado. If anybody doesn't know what this is, he did a calendar for, it was for a men's health um, charity, but in every, every month it was his bare ass in different locations. And I yeah. sent you, I sent you a video on, on Instagram of him, like doing the shoots. It's hilarious. Like one of them is in like, it looks like downtown. Like, I don't know what the ski town is, but like, he's in the middle of downtown and just drops his robe and like hugs a bear completely yeah. naked. It's, it's Aspen. I think it's Aspen, Colorado. And he, yeah, it's awesome. I, I mean, it is. Yeah. Like when I first saw that, I thought it was just, a, when you sent me that, I'm like, who's this drunk dude. And I kept thinking like, what's going to happen to him. And then it took me a second to realize, like, oh, that's that's an F one driver. That's Valtteri. What what is happening? And then I thought about, like, can you imagine, like, being on that street when that was going on? You're like, who's this naked dude? Why are there people taking pictures of him? Is that Valtteri boat? Hey, what's this guy doing wearing a robe in downtown Aston? Oh my gosh, he dropped his robe. He's hugging that yeah. bear. <laughs> somebody's yeah. somebody's taking a picture. Yeah, or like you're hiking on a trail and then there's just a naked Finnish dude crawling into a waterfall or something. Well, or like he was fishing in what looks like a pretty like popular fishing spot. Like imagine you show up with your buddies, oh great day, we're away from the kids, we're gonna go yeah. fishing, and you round the corner and there's just a naked dude fishing with a photographer, right. and you're like, right. uh as someone what? who fishes who's fished in Colorado, like how am I supposed to drift my fly <laughs> when that's going on? Kick him oh. off the tour, dog. Hey, good for him, man. That's awesome. No, I, his personality is great. It it is. He's become like Danny Rick 2.0, which I absolutely adore. You know, he's like it's the fantastic. Uh, he's like the I don't want to say the modern Kimmy, but he's like he's like got that level of like fans just love him. Like people love Kimmy for different reasons, but like he's, he just yeah, he just fans just gravitate towards him no matter what he does on the track. He's like Kimmy meets Danny Rick. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's, he's like. That's probably it's, the best. It's pretty way. great. Yeah, he's like it. Kimmy and Danny Rick sort of all rolled into one. Yeah, yeah I thought that was it's, great. It's great. When I when I saw that video, I was like, I gotta send this to Koi. He's gotta see this. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like I said, I I, I tried to get one. They did say that they're gonna have another run of them. And my guess is that they will, you know, you'll be able to find them once they get delivered. So, you know. I might try to find one throwing that stocking of yours, buddy. We'll I see. think that that'd be hilarious. Yeah. But you got to give me a heads up. So I don't like unwrap that in front of my, my kid. <laughs> no, your kid. No. Well, I mean, that's the thing you show your wife and suddenly it starts showing up in the house. Like she's just like, no, I got to, I'm going to put this up here. <laughs> Leave it alone. No, yeah. we're not taking that down. Well, Hey, when I'll we moved, take that. when we moved, when we moved in, my wife said the motor diesel wasn't going to ever go up in the house and it's been sitting in my basement for nine years. It's pretty, it's pretty great. It just washes over the basement. It does. Yeah. It keeps going. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about with this race weekend? 
Uh, no, not really. That was about all the news I've got. You know, most of the news just season wrap up stuff they did. Uh, for, I, I and I'm not even sure if that's this is from this week sort of thing, but uh, Ferrari did say Leclerc and Signs will be back next year and maybe yeah, that's year, big, that's years big in news. the future. That's good news. So yeah, yeah, no. We'll, we'll keep whole hum in, into the week or into the season, but yeah, yeah no. We'll we'll keep watching the off season of the the driver shuffle. Um, see what's happening, and and we can talk about that more next week. But we'll uh we'll keep we'll keep everybody informed. Absolutely, yeah. We'll have one more probably season wrap up episode coming within the next week or so, and you know, really try to go. We won't go race by race, but we'll talk about the season as a whole, and then, um, yeah, it's about that'll be who knows. We'll you know maybe we'll check in here and there. Yeah, I think I think after that, Koi and I will take a much deserved break. It's been like I said, th- that'll be forty-one episodes. It's been a little bit of a grind, so we'll take a little time off. But we'll we'll pop in mid-off season, check up with everybody. Maybe we'll do a couple fun episodes too. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a couple fun ones. Get ready because guess what? Next year, one more race is twenty-four. They're I know. Going back to China. I know. And we only had twenty-two this year. That's the thing. We we were short <laughs> one. We were short yeah. one. That's right. So. Yep, that was uh yeah, like I said, decent race into the season. I'm excited for the off season to see what the next year brings. Okay. Well with that, we'll uh we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good one. See ya.